Blog Talk Radio.
What a great song. I know it was a little long, but you know what, guys? It, gave, it put us in the mood. Welcome to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, and I have a really special guest today with me, and I'm super excited about this new book, Yoga and Love, by Vishire. And he is with me in the studio today, and um, I have to tell you, um, it's really, it's it's a really important book. I think if you need any book in your life to really help with um, understanding certain things that are about love and about relationships and also about health, which I found really, really cool in this book. This is like a really good, um, uh, you know, almost like a book that you need, kind of like a map for your life. So I am going to bring Vish into the studio and we are going to talk about this amazing book, Yoga and Love. Are you there, Vish? Yes, I'm right here. There you are. (laughs) Welcome to the show. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, um, I want to let everyone know, also, the chat room is open. And if you'd like to call in, we will be taking live calls after we get into talking a little bit more about the book. The number to call in is 347-677-1036. And I want to say the book is available on Amazon. And also, you have these really cool T-shirts that I asked um about your yoga and love, I love the I love the 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 logo you picked, and um, I asked, and I know you're selling those now. So um, let's talk a little bit about you because you are you you have a 30 year meditation practice, and you have a, a very large lineage, um, uh, several generations of of yoga and scholars and masters in India and. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time in India. You and I have to talk later, but let's talk a lot about this. Um, this book is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> great. It's so cute. You're so cute. It's a great book. It really is. <laughs> thank you. And uh, it's just an honor to be on your show, Holly. First, I want to say that. Um, oh, you're so uh, welcome. <laughs> And you're the first person, I've done uh, quite a few interviews, and you're the first person who's played my half of my favorite song. So thank you. Thank you for Aww. that as well. <laughs> that's, that's what makes me special about the show. Everybody that's on going to be on my show, always pick out what their favorite music to start and open and close with. That's what sets me aside, I think, from the norm. And I know it's a little bit of a longer song than normal, but what a beautiful piece of music that Moonlight Sonata, I remember playing that on the piano when I was younger, so no problem. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank, thank you. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, shoot away. Uh, do you want me to just uh, talk about my yeah, I want a little hear, bit? I want, hear, I want to hear about the book, but I want to tell you what I really – yeah, let's talk about the book first. Why don't you tell my listeners what the book is about, and then I'm going to tell you what I thought was really great about the book is – I love I love all the people that you thank in the beginning, and your mother for the endless cups of chai. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I just thought that was really that was really great. And um, I love 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 how you describe your wife. Um, wow! I went when I got to the part where you said if I had to come back in my next lifetime, I would want to be spending that life with you. That was just so. Oh, it hit me hard. And then I love the cleansing stuff that you have in the book and yoga techniques. So 
Let's, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what yoga and love is and a little bit about you, and then we can um, talk more about the book, like what I thought and stuff like that. Awesome, awesome. All right. Yeah, Yoga and Love uh, came about, uh, uh, mm-hmm. just uh, for the viewers, uh, it came about uh, because uh, I lost a lot of money in real estate. Mm-hmm. And and in the process, I lost some key relationships, uh, some uh, very close friendships. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I experienced relationship pain in my life. I never had any romantic relationship pain, as you know from the book, but losing close friendships, put me in touch with, aha, this is really mm-hmm. what the Western world is going through. And so I put my Hollywood career on hold, my movie career on hold, and decided to become a love guru. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and again, uh, thanks to my wife, because my wife said, uh, hey, movie opportunities will keep coming. Don't worry about it. But you have this power. You have this power of transformation and this knowledge, uh, and why don't you put that on paper? Uh, and I said, okay, because there was an article uh, regarding our, how I met my wife, and the article mm-hmm. that uh, meditation paved the way for their marriage. This was way back in 04. And people started asking me uh, right after the article, hey, how do you use yoga meditation to find love? And I would always say, no, I'm, I'm no love guru. I'm not here to teach that. <laughs> But once this incident, this real estate incident happened uh, three and a half, four years after, I connected with the pain and I listened to my wife. So the next four years, I took my childhood training uh, of a very heavy Vedic uh, yoga lineage and my science background and my personal experience, and I put a system together. And that system uh, became Yoga and Love. Wow. That's (laughs) such a great book, though. It really is. Yeah. I think everybody should have this book. Is a blueprint for their life, basically. Really, it's such a great. There's such great information in this book. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, in in a nutshell, the book is all about working on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hear a lot about uh, uh, people wanting to find love. Uh, but if you want to be an engineer, for example, or if you want to be a doctor, you need some training. And nobody's mm-hmm. going to pay you a doctor's salary without having a, a, a the study. Uh, accordingly, this, but mm-hmm. nobody thinks that uh, to handle emotion, which is the most delicate thing God has given us, the higher power has given us, whether handling our own emotions or handling another person's emotions. And in India, according to the yoga wisdom, they say that we need training for that as well. And once uh, it's like an athlete training for an event, to hold love, love is so much uh, so much bigger than what we think. It's the mm-hmm. core of our existence. And to hold that, we need to make ourselves a receptive uh, vessel. And that for that vessel and that training is meditation and a yoga lifestyle. And oh, yeah, so absolutely. The is, mm-hmm. So the book is a systematic way to make yourself a vessel to hold love. Sustain it, grow it. Mm-hmm. For the, and uh, a lot of people, you hear people talk about, oh, uh, I made a mistake in this relationship because uh, I didn't know myself. But nobody defines what it means to know yourself. What does it mean? It's true, yep, yeah. Nobody has quantified that. And yoga and love is an attempt to quantify that because what we call it awareness, and I've tried to define awareness at three levels. Uh, again, it's coming from the, the great yoga wisdom. I didn't create anything. It's just I've just shared 
as this great wisdom uh, with my own experience. And awareness happens according to yoga at three levels. There is bodily awareness, then there is mental and emotional awareness, and then there is spiritual awareness. And Hatha Yoga, the physical yoga, was discovered for bodily awareness. And Pranayama was discovered for mental and emotional awareness. And meditation was discovered for spiritual awareness. These are the three levels of awareness, and we have techniques for each level. And once you practice this, this is getting ready and becoming self-aware. And once you know yourself and develop a relationship with yourself, you automatically attract a person on the outside. Oh, absolutely. I I agree 100%. When I was reading the book, I found myself saying, yeah, 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 I remember that. And, you know, I mean, we all go on our spiritual journeys, right? And we're all where we're supposed to be right at that moment. But books like this can be a catalyst for each of us to learn more and open, open ourselves up more and realize we're not the only ones feeling and going through things. Um, yes. I found that I could relate a lot to what you were talking about in the book under relationships. Um, I also think this is so great because there's a great area in the book about cleansing and diets and healthy eating and how to take care of your body and also the different chakras that we have and stuff. I right. think it was just a lot of people don't understand. They they don't they and it's not that they're it's not that they shouldn't understand. It's just that they haven't had the chance to really be able to get something where they can actually read and and that's why I'm saying this book is just so cool. It's not written like a you, you know, you can just pick up a book sometimes and you can you know when you start reading it whether or not you're it's going to be a a, re, a book you're going to really want to read or really relate to. I yep. found a lot in this book just from the way it began with a gratitude list. Now, you don't get books that say gratitude list. You always get, I would like to think, and then, you know, da-da-da-da-da. This is really cool how you actually um, address your higher power, which I believe um, we all have and we all need to, uh, you know, understand them as we believe our higher power to be. And the unconditional love that you expressed that you had by writing this book and this is almost like you shared some things that were so personal and beautiful that it just made me feel mm-hmm. like I was reading, I, I was actually reading your diary and, and reading what your innermost <laughs> thoughts were and stuff. It was so cool. You know? <laughs> Thank you, Holly. Thank you. It, it is. It's a great book. And, yes. You know, yeah, I did. Uh, it was also, I think, uh, it was also a personal journey of healing for uh-huh. me. Yeah. Uh, I, I grew so much because I lived with the book for four and a half years. Wow. That's how long it took me because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bad writer. And <laughs> You're not a bad writer. Honest to God, I'm going to tell you, this book is so unique the way it's written. And you know what I was talking about with spiritual journeys? We can go... We can go to places and think, oh, okay, I'm going to get spiritual now, you know. It's not about that. It's a, you, could, you could have your awakening or learn more or whatever it is you feel that's spiritual to you anywhere. 
And I mean, I've been to India. I've been to Findhorn. I've spent time there. I've I've actually met um, Sai Baba. I've I've met oh, wow. the Dalai Lama. I've met. Oh wow! Oh yeah. I mean, and you know, it's like for me, it was like it was before I and and what really made it it click for me and my spiritual awareness opening up was when I. Um, actually had an experience um, that was very, um, it was very unique, and it was my own journey, and it kind of made me realize, you know, I'm here for a reason, and there's things that I need to do, and um, I went to different places to help enrich that, so with you, the way that you enriched yourself was by writing and journaling, and, 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 and I mean, I'm fascinated with your background. Could you tell me a little bit about your your, how you grew up and um, the, yes. your family yes. members and stuff. I'm really intrigued about that. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I was born into uh, Vedic uh, lineage. And for people who mm-hmm. don't, uh, who may not be familiar with uh, Vedic, uh, uh, Vedic is really the root, the source of yoga. Uh, the mm-hmm. first time even the word uh, yoga appears in the Vedas, and the Vedas are the, the scriptural texts of uh, India. Uh, mm-hmm. And I belong to the, one of the oldest uh, and longest uh, Vedic yoga lineages. And until wow. my grandfather, uh, we owned Vedic yoga schools for a living. Mm. And that is what we did. And uh, I always call them sort of uh, what uh, Tony Robbins or Wayne Dyer, what they do today in the modern world, my mm-hmm. ancestors have been doing uh, in ancient times, where people mm-hmm. would uh, live with them and study under them. Uh, the laws of right living. And uh, anyway, I was born into that lineage, and my true last name is called uh, Vashishta. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, if you uh, if you know, Vashishta is reportedly uh, yes. the, the, the first uh, uh, the author of the first yoga book 7,000 mm-hmm. years ago called the Yoga Vashishta. Mm-hmm. And, and nowadays, these statements are not uh, just randomly made because there is uh, people I mean, the historians in India are finding proof that uh, Vashishta was indeed a living figure. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, coming back to, so this is the lineage I'm from, and uh, according to changing modern times, my dad uh, was the first person uh, who moved away from the family lineage of teaching uh, Vedas for a living, and he became, became a professor of uh, engineering. He was a mechanical engineer. Uh, but uh, because he was born into that family, he got trained uh, in the system, and, and he trained me. And I had a regular education just like any other kid, uh, uh, sort of a Western schooling system. But at home, uh, culturally, I got trained in meditation. I got trained in uh, all the mantra practices and uh, pranayamas and right ways of uh, yoga living. Uh, because of the training, I, uh, and I got initiated uh, when I was seven years old. So it's just part of me. It's just part of my cultural uh, upbringing. And uh, over many years of practice, uh, yeah, uh, it's been a 30-year practice, and I apply these techniques, uh, and I live the lifestyle, and I practice uh, all the techniques which have gone in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and the attempt is uh, with my book is to bring, uh, because I also got trained in Sanskrit, uh, just like any J- Jewish kid uh, would get uh, trained in wow. Hebrew. Uh, I got trained in Sanskrit, and uh, with my Sanskrit knowledge, there's a lot of cool stuff because the Western world is just barely scratching the surface of yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are uh, they are at the level when we say yoga, people are thinking it's a bunch of hatha uh, yoga poses, physical poses, when that's really the smallest aspect of yoga. 
And there is, uh, I'm, wow. uh, my, my attempt is to bring yoga into real life. Like you were just saying, uh, spiritual mm-hmm. experiences can, ha- can happen anytime. We, every moment you live is a spiritual experience. And what does yep. it mean, uh, a spiritual experience? A spiritual experience is nothing but a conduit to the inside you, the joy inside mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's a spiritual experience. And every moment offers you an opportunity to get into that experience to have that oneness experience. And we need systematic tools to help us find that joy every moment of your life or to be high <laughs> in your own spirit, not oh, high totally. in way, but yeah. <laughs> And that's really the attempt. And love is an expression of that, an outward expression of that. Relationship is an outward expression of that. Uh, anyway, so this, this uh, uh, my attempt is to take these techniques which are in the Sanskrit scriptures and uh, use my science background and explain it in the Western world so that everybody can use it. And my first attempt is relationships. And mm-hmm. uh, you probably read in the book as well, uh, uh, the next attempt, probably next or maybe the third book would be on Dharma, uh, doing your higher calling. Oh, I think and the Dharma would that. be amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, I, yep. and, and I see this in my coaching as well, uh, I uh, in my coaching uh, towards the sort of the middle of my coaching, of uh, people who come, uh, they 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 find out that they're really not really looking for a relationship, but they're actually looking for a higher calling, a purpose. So they switch. Mm-hmm. They, they just thought that the person they're feeling this inner emptiness, and they feel another person, a love, can just come and fill that. But mm-hmm. instead, they know that they have so much to offer, and they have this great potential inside themselves. And all they have to do is increase awareness through meditation to find what it is. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, this book is a great tool for that. And um, I was really intrigued by just the different different things you were talking about. And, and it's so true. It's like I, I tell myself and I tell everyone, they're always saying, to me, I've had people talk to me and up on my spiritual journeys myself, on things that I've gone through personally, People have always said, "Oh, you know, if I have this, if I had this, if I had that, you know, I'd be happy." It and and I say, you know, it's really all about what's inside of you, you know, and 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 you need to kind of like take a look at what's what's going on inside of you and be accountable for that instead of worrying so much about everything else that isn't happening in your life. Yes. And attract and attract the right things. Yes, and and which is what even the uh, the movie uh, beautifully the secret explains mm-hmm. at some level, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and I always try to say uh, whenever um, is uh, my book starts where the secret ends. Oh wow! Because uh, the, the secret uh, 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 spoke about this beautiful truth of law of attraction that thoughts th- thoughts are things, and as you think, you will create and manifest. But yoga and love's attempt is to consciously activate the law of attraction through yoga lifestyle, through meditation, mm-hmm. to really live the truth which has been taught in the secret. And that's why I say uh, the secret doesn't explain the mechanism by which you can activate consciously the law of attraction. And yoga oh, yeah. And it's And your book is sort of a catalyst, I think. It's kind of a wake-up call for people that are really going to take, take time to read this book. And, and honestly, it's not like a book where... It's going to be like, oh, I have to read another book. No, this book is really enjoyable, and um, I like, 
I really liked some of the um, writings that you have in there of your own personal experiences, and and I I I totally understand the loss of friendship, what that feels like. That there is so devastating, and you know when you've trusted someone so for so long, and you've told them they've been in your life and you've shared intimate parts of your life with somebody and then they turn around and they just so casually cast your friendship or or your relationship or whatever away if you're if you're feeling it like like I know you do and I know I do it it's more intense because we're on because everything has its moment and its and its level of intensity for us so I totally understand what you were talking about when you um, lost things in real estate and friends went away. Um, you know, I always tell I always tell anyone that's going to be in my life that you know it's it's a matter of I love to take care of people, but you know, in order for me to be able to take care of you, I have to be able to take care of myself, and I like to Absolutely. be friends with people. Yeah, and they don't Absolutely. get that. People right. are fixers, Absolutely. you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because uh, it, it's like uh, r- running on empty gas. It, you need to fill yourself first, <laughs> and it's just not at the level of food. It's uh, the level of uh, re- mental rejuvenation, rather with the level of spiritual reju- rejuvenation. And once you mm-hmm. fill yourself up, you can go serve. A lot of people run on empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. The they do. I totally agree with you. Yep. Yeah, and and that's why one of the 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 driving mantras of uh, yoga and love is uh, fix the inside, and as mm-hmm. day follows night, the outside will fix itself. Oh uh, yeah. There was that's one part the, of the book. Hold on, let me find it. I know I marked the page because it was really, it really, really meant something. Uh, well, it touched me because you know, for everyone that's going to read the book. Every little different part of the book is going to mean something different to them, because it's yes. you know it's it's where you're at and what you're able to understand yes. and stuff. And for me, it was really easy. Um, not meaning that in a sarcastic tone, but it was really it was something that I really enjoyed reading, and it was really something I could relate to, because I okay. live that lifestyle very much. So, awesome. um, I like page seventy one. Uh-huh. where you give people the seven yoga keys to love and uh-huh. the yoga and relationship to chakras. Um, uh-huh. The anonymous um, poem that's there, do you want to read that to everybody? Uh, yeah, or do you want me to read it? Thinking, yeah, 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 crap. Yeah, it's page 71. Yeah, no, 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 you read it, you read it. You're the writer. Okay, hold on one second. Let me just <laughs> open my book. That's yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful. When everybody hears this, you're going to just totally... Understand. Yeah, as he's getting his book here. I just do this to people. I don't know why, but here he is. Are you there? Okay, so it's page 71. Uh, Yep, 71. And it's the one, be good good to you. Yeah, read that. That's so beautiful. Be good to you. Be yourself truthfully. Accept yourself gratefully. Value yourself joyfully. Forgive yourself completely. Treat yourself generously. Balance yourself harmoniously. Bless yourself abundantly. Trust yourself confidently. Love yourself wholeheartedly. 
empower yourself immediately, give yourself enthusiastically, express yourself radiantly. So beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like if you put that out there, it's like it's almost like it's an affirmation, you know, like if you sit and you keep telling yourself and I also like your yoga exercises you have in here about I love the I love the one about healing your heart where right. you put your hand over your heart and you repeat the words and you it's really simple and really easy guys the exercises that are in this book um and it's not like you have to prepare a room and do this and do that. You know, get somewhere comfortable, you know, create a little atmosphere for yourself. Maybe light a candle or light some incense or something that is pleasing to you and, you know, sit there and just go into yourself. And, yes. you know, it's not it's it's not easy for everyone. And, and you know, I, I always tell everyone you can't expect it to happen right away, right? So it takes a yeah, little bit of practice. I, I, yeah, I want to share a story uh, with that. I want to uh, hear it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I want to hear and, it. And I have uh, stories, uh, as you know, throughout the book, but uh, mm-hmm. some stories really are impactful. And uh, I have uh, one of my uh, uh, dear students, um, she was going through a, a really horrible uh, divorce. Yeah. And I think uh, it was going on for a couple of years where the husband wouldn't sign on and they were separated. It's just and she had uh, come to me for coaching, and this is the exact technique which you were just talking about. Uh, I taught, taught her that technique. And it was it, two and a half months later, she sent me an email saying that, Wish, I consistently practice this technique for two and a half months. And I, uh, I recommend that uh, people practice, uh, depending on how hurt you are, I recommend mm-hmm. you practice four to six months. But in two and a half months, magically, the husband just signed on. And the house, which was not selling, the house, the joint house together, that sold, and she made a lot of money, and then she moved to San Diego, which was her dream, uh, all the way from Montana. And also, she had, a, I think, a, a consistent pain in her stomach, and that disappeared. So these, wow. are very tar- these are very powerful techniques, and they don't take that much time. Once no, you they make don't. it a habit, mm-hmm. once you make it a habit, just like, just like brushing your teeth, Mm-hmm. And, or going to the gym or doing some cardio, if you practice these, these techniques have come down for thousands of years in India. They've been tried and tested, and they've lived this long just because they work. Mm-hmm. They're very powerful, and science is slowly catching up to these healing techniques of yoga. And I've used them, and I've, I've teach them to everybody. I mean, across the range, uh, young, old, every person, it works all the time. Mm-hmm. Very Affirmations powerful. are very strong. They're very, very powerful. I have, um, I have a little thing that I have. I have, I have affirmations um, stuck on my mirrors. It's really funny, like the word powerful, um, joyfulness, freedom, perfect health, stuff like that. You know, I have things just on different areas in my house, and when I walk by, I see it, and I go, "Oh yeah," and I connect to that part of me inside. You know, because. It's like a constant reminder because sometimes we get so busy and it's not a matter of making a reason not to have time for yourself, but sometimes we just it's out of our it's out of our control. 
but we always can have that time. And your book, I think, tells people that and shows people how simple and easy it is to be able to connect to yourself and be able to take even five minutes for yourself. Five minutes is nothing. I mean, you go to Starbucks, you order a coffee, and you're there for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I mean, think about it. You could have done it three times already, you know, and um, it's like... All that yeah, extra time we have, that's so not right, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yes, and, and this is uh, just like um, uh, maintaining your car. Uh, we And this even takes less yeah. time than maintaining your car. And this is mm-hmm. your happiness here. And, and that is why it's so important, and that's one of the reasons Yoga and Love was written for the masses. These yep. great techniques and teachings were uh, lying hidden in the secret, in India, and Indians are not that great in marketing, and <laughs> the attempt is to bring it to the masses mm-hmm. and end uh, end separation and end divorces. And I think it's the fundamental uh, disease here uh, in America. I think over it's the divorce rate is at close to sixty percent. Yeah, and we yep. and I read that. The, I read what you were going to do about divorce. I want to hear that. That's so cute. What you wrote, you, your 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 challenge was to bring so many people out of divorce yes. rate. That's great. Yes, yes, and uh, my the, our goal is to heal 15 million singles and couples in the next two years. Wow. With with the are, message of yoga and love. Are you going to open up? I'm curious. What are you currently working on? You're working on your third book, The Dharma, right? Oh no no no! I, I, no, right now I'm very simply just focused on promoting yoga and love, uh, Holly. Because Are you going to open up some centers? You think? Uh, the centers, uh, centers, maybe I am getting requests for all sorts of things, uh, even a TV mm-hmm. show, a TV yep. show, and and potentially a movie. Uh, but my thing is, uh, yeah, I want to go spread the word. Uh, I want to talk to uh, foundations. I want to uh, joint venture with. Uh, 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 other healing organizations, uh, and just really spread the work for the next two years. Whatever comes my way, I'm available. I'm available for coaching. I run well, a coaching program. Um, we're going to do yeah, that. I'm going to I'm going yeah. to help you do that. Um, could we take one a one second um, a few minute break here? I just have to run this really Absolutely. quick, and you're going to love this commercial. Hold on. Actually, Absolutely. I don't even say it's a commercial. It's a it's really a statement. Listen to this. Okay. H2OM, Water with Intention, award-winning natural spring water, featured in Time Magazine, The Wall Street Journal, and the official bottled water of the Chopra Center. H2OM, Water with Intention. Visit H2OMWater.com. I love that commercial. I had to play it because it fit. It fit so much. And also, I want to give out your website real quick. It's yoga and love, all one word, dot com. And if you go there, you can go and you can, he has a blog on there. You can see the national book launch. You can see testimonials. Um, you've been featured in so many amazing, um, you know, different publications. And um, you can see the beautiful picture of your your wife. Um, how does your wife feel about all of a sudden this becoming so in the forefront of everything? It's, it's what people are talking about now because I've heard I heard about it a little bit before. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, she's uh, I mean, she couldn't be happier. Uh, she's I saying bet. Which, uh, 
she whips me into action, of course. She's saying, yeah, wish, uh, it's not, you need to work harder. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I do get the tough love sometimes, but but she's been the whole pillar. Uh, this book wouldn't have come about without her. Uh, it's just, and I'm not I, saying that just, to be, just to be nice. Uh, uh, it, this is just the truth. Uh, without her, there is no yoga and love. But, uh, I wrote yoga and love because of her, because of uh, who mm. she is and what she uh, what she meant to me. Because I said, because uh, you know, being a guy, I mean, I do boxing and all that, and. Yeah. And really going going into the love space, I was not really comfortable. But then, no. uh, one, because, and we've been married 10 years now, this is the 10th year. And I said, uh, five years ago when I started writing the book, my God, I feel so good. Why? Because these techniques work. There is an mm-hmm. ideal partner for every person out there. You just need to mm-hmm. work on yourself. So it is my job because I have, knowledge means responsibility. Uh, in yoga, we say that. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like sunshine. You need to share it. And I said, okay, and it's just because of her. I put all this time and um, sharing it with the world. Uh, spent the last five years of my life dedicated just yoga and love. And without her support, because the income or uh, the financial thing is just haphazard, and she's been supportive, uh, and she's been financially supporting. And it's just, it's just all around. Um, she's my foundation. Yeah, you know what? Um, that's beautiful. That's such a great testimonial for her too and I bet she feels very proud of you and and, you know when you're proud of somebody and and then you see it manifesting in front of your face it's really just something that you feel so good about you want to explode you just want to tell the whole world about it so I really so think that I see this book going in so many different directions and plus also you as a speaker um, I think that uh it would be really cool to be able to have you do some symposiums or or do some things where you can do some workshops. I want to ask you, what did you think about the movie Eat, Pray, Love? Not the book, the movie. Wasn't the movie beautiful? <laughs> yeah, actually, to be honest, I have not seen that movie yet. Do you I, have my wife, to. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I know. I have to. I did read excerpts, and I did see uh, Elizabeth uh, Gilbert's uh, TED Talk. Just, uh-huh. just the most, uh, and it's just, and it's one of my favorite talks. Uh, I, I know, of course, uh, I read the parts of the book. It's just the most mm-hmm. amazing, and I want to send her a, a handwritten note with the book attached, because she has sort of defined uh, uh, this consciousness. This, this, uh, she's put herself as a seeker and taken mm-hmm. people on a journey of how it would be when you're seeking, when everything was perfect and everything falls apart. What are you? What do you mm-hmm. do? And mm-hmm. she's just done that so beautifully. It'll be my honor to meet her and talk and share our uh, work. Uh, yeah, so what do I think of it? I think it's amazing. Just, it's uh, it's and- really cool. And I have to tell you, if you haven't seen the movie, you have to see the movie because the movie, I read the book, and the movie is different, than, a little bit different than the book because there's more emotional stuff involved there. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I personally, you know, I found myself crying a couple of times, and I could also totally relate to the part where she went to India and when she met, um, you know, her her person that was going to actually be her her yogi or somebody that she took she took you know direction from, and and right. um, it was just amazing, and and it just like for me it was like it took me back to 
when I was, you know, first starting out where I felt like, well, what is this? What is it? I thought there was something really wrong with me because I was just, things were happening and I found that it really wasn't anything that was wrong with me. It was really happening and I really needed to just open myself up and experience it. And um, I think the first thing that really made me think that it was all something that really was and it really made me feel the principles of this book was when I was um, in India and I saw Sai Baba and uh, um, we did the Vebhuti, you know, the, um, the uh, Ash. Vibhuti, yep. Oh, yep. my God. And um, that there, that just blew me away. And I was just like, wow, this really, really is stuff that's going on. And from then I just believed and it was just like listening to my inner self. Um I love how you talk about exercise, too, because a lot of people don't really realize, you know, that it's all encompassing, you know, like, you know, inside, outside. Um, Yoga is really great. Um, If you're not into yoga, meditation is something you can still do, and you give that, those exercises in the book. Um, What personal experience from writing this book did you... um, did you have any personal experiences when you wrote this book that really stuck with you, that really made you um, say, aha, you know, you just you just knew it was right? <laughs> yes. Uh, one of the first things I had was I've never been uh, – I'm, I'm a natural speaker. Speaking came mm-hmm. a little easier to me, but I couldn't yeah. say the same thing about, about writing. Uh, I must be honest. Uh, I have never uh, been a writer, and – Anyway, when I started writing the book, uh, uh, to say that it was challenging was would be an understatement. I uh, at times I felt like somebody dropped me in the middle of the Sahara with no water, and it's mm-hmm. pitch dark. Uh, anyway, so I, and I and my my own uh, recourse to any problem, any challenge is always prayer, and I was praying and meditating, uh, asking for direction, what to do because. I know the material, and uh, but I just don't have the words or the skills to put it on paper. Uh, as I was praying, I hear this voice. Uh, uh, it said, "Say what you did." Oh wow! Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just the most loving voice, and uh, and I felt really connected to the higher power. Uh, and I, uh, I I know enough uh, because I had a very similar intuitive experience which led me to my uh, my wife and which I speak about uh, in the book. And from that point on, for some reason, there was a magic magical flip. There was a switch which uh, came on. Then I just couldn't stop writing. Not that it was easier, uh, but it was still challenging, but at least I could write. And then I would spend 15 hours writing uh, per day, and I did that for years and years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just... And because of the beautiful experience, and over and over, there's so many times where I felt, oh, I just can't go on, but then I would have an intuitive experience. Because even if you uh, see just that whole thread, that was that was really challenging to come up with one single thread for the entire book. It has to make sense because we are used to thinking in fragments, right? Okay, I think, but all the chapters have to flow smoothly and they have to be like a unifying thread. Here's the thread is magnetism, working on yourself to building your personal magnetism. Just to get that intuitive thought. Everything, I could write stories on just every chapter. And then when I'm writing about the body, what is it? Uh, why is having a fit body important? 
it's not like all the masters have clearly said and talked about that. So I had to really use a combination of my knowledge and mostly intuitive experiences, which just came through meditation and prayer. Every chapter came through that. And starting from that experience, wow. say what you did. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and, and then just this desire to heal uh, because, uh, uh, because there's so much pain and I was so affected because at some point when you start coaching and people, and I've had uh, clients call me and they're crying on the other side, uh, on the other part of the and there's nothing I can do. They've just gone through a bad divorce or a breakup and these are real. I mean, it's real pain. I could just connect yeah. to the pain at a fundamental level. You can level feel that pain. You can feel that yes, pain. Absolutely. I know. I totally absolutely. get it. Yeah, yeah. and there's people call me from Boston. There's people call me from Brazil, from Germany, from Australia. It's just, just, and it's the same. Pain is the same. Relationship pain is the same. And we always have the same saying, saying in yoga that yeah, wisdom is the greatest healer. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is the greatest healer. Uh, yep. And I said, okay, hey, so I just could, couldn't wait to share this knowledge with people to heal. Just read a little bit. Understand, and because you deserve the greatest love, the greatest relationship there is. Yeah, and everybody's just, deserving of that. A lot of people don't think they are, and that's the problem, yes. yeah. Yes, yep. and, and, and because nobody taught them. It's it's like, it's it's all about this uh, this lack of knowledge. Because there's nobody to set the standard. If, if I asked you to point out 10 millionaires, it won't take you 10 seconds to do that. But if I asked you to point out 10 really happy couples, we could sit here all night and probably just come up with one. I can tell you one. One is me. <laughs> but but, but it's, it, we don't have the standard. How does it look? How does an ideal relationship look? Okay, uh, people fall in love. Then what? That chemistry just disappears as though it never existed. Where did it go? People have no clue, no answers for these questions, fundamental questions. So they're wow. in this loop. They're in this loop of, and then they beat themselves, and they have this great, well-meaning intention. Oh, I want, I want the most, uh, the greatest relationship, but without really understanding. Okay, how do I diagnose what happened? Is something wrong with me? Like you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. But, but what yoga is saying, it's energy. It's all energy, and the quality of this energy determines the quality of relationship you attract and how long you keep the relationship. And that energy is called prana in Sanskrit. Yeah, and a lot of people don't think they deserve it. And a lot of times I think people go through pain. And a lot of times if they just really, I mean, from my personal experience, this is only what I'm adding and telling you. From my personal experience, I feel that we create a lot of our own pain out of, wanting to have drama in our lives or or being not, you know. I know people that just, for some reason, they're not happy if if things are calm and things are going really nice that day. They have to just to create something. They have to stir the pot and create something and make somebody upset or you start losing the, the belief that you deserve something good in your life and then you don't understand and then I always say to myself, if I just take some time off and listen to myself inside, right, and what my inner voice is telling me, then yes. you feel you feel like you know, like you were telling me about the voice you heard. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, yes. 
and, 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 and uh, like you're saying, uh, we all have that inner voice. Yeah. But, but because of the pain, there is cynicism. People become cynical about love. Hey, that's not possible. There are no good men out there. All my friends uh, look at their marriages, look at the relationships. So we just project negativity onto each other, and that is the reason I started the book the way I started. The top ten love stories are all <laughs> tragedies. And wow. Because nobody set, nobody set the standard of happiness mm-hmm. and, and hope. And, I, and yoga and love, I'm trying to give hope to people. Don't lose hope on love. Just because yep. the people you see around you are failures in relationship mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to give up hope. hope. Hope is the most precious commodity on this planet. Hope and is beautiful. That's, that's yes. great. That's great you're saying that. And, you know, it's funny you said hope because a friend of mine, he's writing a, a children's book, and he has these little characters. They're called glimmers, and they look like little <clears throat> little flying raindrops, but they glimmer. And um, I'm actually being featured as the glimmer of hope. <laughs> he decided I'm going to be the glimmer of hope because of all the different things that I've done. And that's so great. You said hope. But you touched on something that also really, really, to me, it was like, wow, I couldn't believe it. Um, I'm trying to find it here in the book about, you basically, you said the top the top um, stories in our, I, I, I don't have it right here in front of me. I highlighted it earlier. Um, okay. Oh, here we go. Did you know that the top ten love stories of all time have all been tragedies? Not even one had a happy ending. Just think about Romeo and Juliet. It's considered one of the greatest love stories ever told. But let's be real. Didn't you feel cheated when you heard this story? Wasn't the tragic of lovers dying a little too much to handle? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I never really... It's almost like we live in a state where we're not happy unless there's some kind of drama yes. or something going on around us. Isn't that weird? Yes, yes. And, just... and because we, we as humans, we have a tendency to seek validation outside because mm-hmm. we don't find validation within ourselves. So we look to society, we look to culture for validation. And mm-hmm. when we fail and when we uh, are not so successful in love, we look for validation, supporting stories which can feed that. And then... It's just feeding negativity, feeding each other, and just mm-hmm. letting the negativity grow within yourself. And it's and it's really a vicious cycle. And we don't need to do that. I say there is hope. I'm coming from a state of positivity. I say there are love stories all around me, all around mm-hmm. you. And you can write your own love story if you can just learn some of the systems on creating love consciously mm-hmm. through yoga by leading this love lifestyle. And from the lineage I come from, I only know of great love stories. I don't even I see bet. the negative. Yeah, and, you were and really close to your for... mom, I was reading. You're vi- you were very close <laughs> to your mother. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, and, and, and I believe that every person, it doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe I had, I had this lineage a little bit of an advantage, but I still need to practice. I always say uh, Mozart's son still has to practice. <laughs> So it doesn't matter whether which lineage or what, uh, but you can all learn. It, there is hope for everybody. And I say this with, uh, I mean, if I know anything about yoga, this is what I'm saying. It just doesn't have to, have to happen to one guy called Vish. 
Mm-hmm. This is great yoga and love. This love story is for everybody. It doesn't matter which <clears throat> race you're born, which culture you're born, and it doesn't matter how many times you fail. It can happen for you, even better than me. Mm-hmm. So like, everybody should be writing their own positive, awesome love story. That's yeah. really what, what I'm here to say, and I want to keep pushing that till everybody hears me. <laughs> no, I think I think that's totally on uh, spot on with that i i my thing that i try to tell people maybe um they're practicing christianity or whatever other religion or whatever they're into at that time in their life i believe that there's always a way that you can actually um bring something else into your life you don't have to give up your beliefs to be able to meditate, and you don't have to give yes. up your beliefs to be able to listen to yourself. Um, right. If you get and, more and, and, involved, yeah, like you growing up, I mean, it, it's all part of, part of culture, and we as, as, as humans are, are programmed to believe, oh, you know, there's heaven, there's hell, there's this, there's that, you know, and they put the fear in us. So if we're so fear-based, which really I found to be a real problem because a lot of people I knew were so fear-based. They were living in so much fear that that kind of takes over what can right. really happen, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, coming back to it's important that, yeah, good thing you bring up this cultural, uh, the religious yeah. aspect. Uh, I have uh, a very traditional Christians, very traditional uh, Jewish people, and even uh, Muslims uh, because yoga is a science. And, mm-hmm. and the definition of science is you do something, you do process A, B, and C, then you get a result of D. It doesn't matter. It's a science. It's, it's breathing. It's a certain lifestyle. It's meditation, nothing but calming your mind. You, you're not giving up any of your cultural background by practicing yoga. And that's why I tried to make work really hard to make the book completely non-denominational and completely based on science. And now you've read the book, you know what exactly I'm talking about. Uh, and, and I've used my science knowledge, my science background. And because for everything which I'm saying, I'm talking about healing, I'm talking about meditation, there is scientific proof mm-hmm. on, the hormones, on, the, on the hormones you release, on, on the serotonin and oxytocin, the well-being hormones. So you, we all want to feel good. So the techniques in the, in the book are not cultural, they're scientific. <laughs> and, and, and also practice, the breathing part is really important that you touch on. Explain to everyone a little bit about how breathing is so important. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So we we all know we need to be nice. We all know uh, we need to practice truth. Uh, We all know uh, we need Mm -hmm. to be happy. But that's only at the theory level. What yoga is saying is it's just not enough to just think about it, think about happiness or wanting or desiring. What yoga is saying is there are fundamental systematic techniques which can help you build that happiness and make it a habit, make, uh, make feeling good a habit. But how? Through conscious awareness of the breath. And why the breath? Because the, the breath sustains you. And through certain practices, uh, certain breathing practices, what that will do scientifically is it will increase oxygen in your bloodstream and put more oxygen into your brain. And we know from science, the more oxygen you have and the less carbon dioxide you have, 
you start having well-being hormones coming into your body. Mm-hmm. And those well-being hormones reduce your stress. It increases the influence, what we call in science, as the parasympathetic influence. Increases uh, your, uh, activates your vagus nerve, which means you'll become more calm. That means mm-hmm. less stress. And the mm-hmm. more calm you become, you can make better decisions, which involves choosing that right ideal partner. If you choose that ideal partner in stress, you will make a judgment error. So this is how important breathing is because it fundamentally controls your stress system. It controls blood pressure. It controls the acid level. It, uh, it controls uh, uh, what we call as uh, the vagal tone, the heart rate. It fundamentally, breathing, yoga breathing fundamentally attacks your stress system and makes you feel good. This is just in a very simple, non-scientific way. So as stress comes down, you make better decisions, you can uh, think more clearly, and just have an overall sense of well-being because of all the hormones which it releases. And I, and, uh, I don't want to get too deep and too scientific, but, uh, yeah, fun. and these are all scientific. No, it's scientific good to get scientific. Them. It's good to get scientific. I love hearing scientific stuff. Yeah, and, and also just not and, – and, and as you calm down, and it also has you – can, uh, you can measure brain waves. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we have different brain waves, and these brain waves, what they tell you is, uh, depending on what brain wave you are, it sort of points to your emotional state, your psychological state. When you're angry, when you're restless, when you're, when you're stressed, it gives a certain brain wave which are very high, very, very high in frequency. When you're in your creative state, you are in your alpha state, which is between the 7 and 15 hertz. And then you go into delta, which is 4 to 7, or theta, or 0 to 4. So meditation helps you get to these consciously, to get to a higher emotional state of well-being, and which you can consciously measure through uh, EEGs. There are scientific instruments which measure your brain waves, which can say you are in a good emotional state. Basically, at the core of it, it's emotional well-being. And then how do you, you can also measure the hormonal residue, what we call as the metabolites. It releases once you're in a well-being state and you're feeling good, that means you have serotonin, an abundance of serotonin, an abundance of oxytocin, which is, uh, which is the hormone yeah. of monogamy an abundance of vasopressin. And vasopressin uh, is uh, uh, reputed to uh, help you uh, feel oneness with other people, empathy. That's because of vasopressin. High release of dopamine so that you feel rewarded. You know, people don't get that, though. They they don't understand because they don't want to take the time. That's where (laughs) your book comes in, so simple. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and anyway, so the attempt is um, to get from a scientific perspective that you, all you're doing is increasing all these cool hormones in your system, increasing oxygen, keeping the carbon dioxide level at the optimal level, reducing acid, just feeling good. And once you feel good, everybody wants to be around a happy person. And that energy, mm-hmm. that happy energy is what is going to attract that ideal love, that ideal soulmate to you. Oh, Totally. 
I totally get that. Um, you know, I extended the show a little bit. I hope you have a few moments more because originally we were going to be on for an hour. I've extended it a little bit because. Yeah, um, I have all the Do time. you have time? I okay, have cool. Yeah, cool. I don't want to. I don't want to end this right now because I think we're really <laughs> on a roll here. It's important. Um, what was uh, part of the book when you were writing it? Was the part that you enjoyed yourself writing more? About? Oh, well, my fear, yeah, uh, I would say the the chapter on mantra, mantra practice. Oh, wow, yeah, mantra, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I, I, and uh, and I think I wrote that chapter, uh, that was my first chapter, believe it or not. Was it? Yes. You're kidding. Your first chapter. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, when I wrote it first, because, you know, you always write what you're confident about and what you know well, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I wrote the mantra chapter the first because um, uh, the practice of affirmation. See, you see, yoga is so huge, um, and there are very and there are a lot of techniques in yoga. There are breathing techniques, there are meditation techniques, uh, there are affirmation techniques, then there are hatha yoga poses, and we all have our personal favorites. Then there are visualization techniques, uh, which I talk about in my workshops. Uh, it, 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 mantra affirmations are my personal favorite. Like you were just saying, you know, putting words around you, it, I believe in affirmations, man, and I took it to the next level. A mantra is very scientific. It's deeper than affirmation, like I speak about in the, in the book. And, yeah, I absolutely enjoyed that the most, yes. You know what? You're going to laugh when you hear what I'm going to tell you. You know what my favorite part of yoga is? The uh-huh. music. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, awesome. All right. Yeah, yeah. I am all about music for some reason, and... Uh-huh. It really it really helps me to focus, and uh-huh. um, I kind of go into my own own little world when I hear the music, and I always have music playing around me at all times. And um, when I got the music that you wanted to play, I thought it was fantastic, and I got tur- turned on to a new song which we'll be ending with today, which I'm not going to give it away right now, but it's a beautiful piece of music. Wow. I, like, got into, um, I I mean, music is so important, I think, because it gives us such a a good expression. We can can go through it, you know, we we can feel it. And I know that there are certain music that I can listen to that really brings back, and, you know, they say, like, Music bring, brings back memories, and also like smells bring back memories. I'm sure that when you cook certain foods and you smell things, you remember your mother, right? Yes, you think about your mom. And, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, just to add from a yoga, uh, the music, uh, the yoga masters say that when you listen to great music, the reason mm-hmm. you feel so good is because one of your lower chakras is slightly open. Really. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool to know. So it's like the portal, the gate of heaven is slightly open, the joy you're feeling. And they always say, through meditation, imagine opening all the lotuses. How much bliss would you feel? And that is the goal of the yogi. Wow. That yeah. I did not know. I did yeah. not know that. I, I, I knew you would enjoy that, so I just saw that. <laughs> and no, I did. I totally, I totally did not know that. But I'll have to tell you something really funny. There is a gentleman um, that is in my area, and I'm trying to find. 
I know you probably know who he is. He's very he he's 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 played with a lot of the great are you into music? Are you into a lot yep. of music? What what kind of music yes, are I you am. listening to? Well, I, I listen to all sorts. Uh, when I when I uh, eat, I l- listen to Moonlight Sonata. I listen to Chopin. I listen to Eric Satie. So you each like classical. I, yeah, classical. Mm-hmm. When I drink chai, I listen to some Indian uh, Indian music uh, with my wife. And when we do our sunset chais, and then love that. Then during the day, I have nature stream on. Uh, I just listen to forest sounds. Uh, and, oh yeah. And also, I, yeah, I also like uh, some uh, uh, rap and some really uh, good drums, and uh, I like oh, some, yeah. I like Sting. I like Sting, Sting very much because I think he's very spiritual. Um, oh, he is uh, very. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I listen to Sting. Uh, yeah, I, I like and I listen to a lot of African music because I spent a lot of time in Africa. That's all. Really? Now I read that yeah. in your book too that you lived in Africa. I actually did some work with Food for Africa where I went over with a bunch of people and yeah. we dug wells for people in different towns um, for water so that they would have where clean drinking water. Where did you go? Tell me about that. Oh, man. I was everywhere. And I was in these little towns where I'm going to tell you the faces of the children just melted my heart because here they are in these little houses that have mud for the roof of their right. where they're living and the women spend all day making these beautiful pieces of jewelry that are just made of things that they have made and fired and created and they're selling them on the roadsides and um uh-huh. I just I just like was just amazed and I went with a friend of mine who was an artist and he sat down and started drawing and the children had never seen what it was to draw on a piece of paper because all uh-huh. they did was draw on the dirt or draw on the sand or whatever and it was uh-huh. just like they were fascinated. They couldn't believe it. And um, then I was asked to go on a safari, and I went. Oh wow! I didn't know. I didn't know what a safari was. This is really <laughs> so, sounds silly. I didn't know what a safari was, and we got into uh-huh. the um, jeeps, and um, all of a sudden I see um, an animal up in the tree, and I see a. Uh, I think it was a leopard or, or whatever it was, a lion, I think, going up the tree to get this animal. I was like, uh-huh. okay, could you take me back, please? I started, I, I was crying for like three days. I just wanted to leave. I didn't want to be there because I just so totally, could, I know about the circle of life and all that, but for me, I didn't have to see it. It's like we can pick and choose what we right, decide exactly. we want in our life, right? Right. Do of we want to yeah. see that? See that you know, no. But, but no. For me, it was like really, it really impacted me. You know, it made me emotionally right. just like realize I'm so connected to the earth. Right. I found the I found I found the gentleman's name. He's up here. He's a friend of mine. His his name is Sukwit Ali, and his sister. I don't know if you know who his sister is. His sister is a very famous uh, musician. Um, trying to find a little more information about. Um, he's just he's just such a such a cool guy, and he's got a record label now called um, Casa Ganache Records. Yeah, oh, wow. okay. I, I love the story about Ganache, and a lot of people they don't understand it. Maybe you can tell everybody that little story. You want to tell everybody? 
Yeah. So uh, uh, the story of Ganesha. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah Ganesha. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, G- Ganesha. Just uh, briefly, Ganesha is the son of uh, Lord Shiva and Parvati, uh, goddess Parvati, and uh, Lord Shiva is uh, known to be the first yogi, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why India is full of uh, uh, Shiva temples. And if you go to a Shiva temple in India, it's formless. It's just a little stone, uh, signifying your infinite potential. And uh, anyway, uh, Shiva is out uh, hunting, and uh, Parvati tells uh, uh, her son, her first son, uh, Ganesha, that uh, I'm going to go take a bath and don't let anybody in. And Shiva comes a little later, and Ganesha is guarding, guarding the door, and and Shiva tries to come in, and, and he uh, he's, comes back after, I think, uh, several months or uh, years, and Ganesha doesn't recognize him. And he says, I want to go in. And uh, uh, Shiva says, I want to go in. Ganesha says, no, my mom is uh, taking her bath. And she asked me not to let anybody in. And he says, no, I want to go in. Uh, Ganesha says, uh, no. Then he stands up to his own dad, and they get into a fight. And in that fight, uh, Shiva, being the great warrior, uh, accidentally cuts off the head of Ganesha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Parvati comes, and uh, she freaks out, and... Uh, Shiva uh, realizes his mistake and Parvati says, unless you bring my son back to life. And he's Lord Shiva, he can do anything. And he brings uh, the the head of an elephant and puts it on Ganesha. And this is the mythological story and it's a very powerful uh, uh, head of a very powerful elephant. And uh, Ganesha uh, gains wisdom and he's brought back to life and they live a happy life. <laughs> That's yeah. the story of Ganesha. Yeah, and Shiva is really amazing, and Kuan Yin, um, yeah, it's just uh, just endless, endless, yeah, endless amounts of different yeah, things. Yeah. I know me yeah. personally, um, I have seen so many things, and I spent a lot of time in Morocco, too. And uh-huh. when I was in Morocco, it was amazing because I noticed that was the first place I saw Moonstone. The you know the moonstone in the in the altars and in the doorways uh-huh. of the house, and then when uh-huh. I went to India, um, I saw a lot of moonstone and uh, brought a few pieces back. And then um, I bought I brought back I shipped back a rock, a piece of a uh-huh. rock from a mountain, um, and I don't remember the name of the mountain exactly, but it was right near right outside of uh, Bangladesh. And um, hmm. okay. I brought I brought back this piece of rock, and I took it to somebody, and I said, "Could you carve a Buddha for me out of this?" Uh-huh. And they did. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. It's huge. It's like it's up to my waist, you know. And um, it's an absolutely beautiful wow. piece, you know. So that like that's a huge that stone. I brought back for me. Yeah, it was big, oh, and wow. it was like that's huge, you know. And we shifted back through the museum, and I wanted to do that because I wanted something, I wanted something that I could have forever, because right. my memories were going to be with me forever, right? But right. I wanted something that um, I could have forever, and I could give to my daughter, or I could give to um, somebody when I felt like the time was the right time, and I could present it, you know. But um, I know there was something else I wanted to tell you about being in India that really that really was different for me. Um 
I just really loved the food, the spices. I think it's such healthy food and stuff like that. And you talk a lot about food in the in the book, um, um, in your book, Yoga and Love. And again, I want to say we have Vishire today. Um, this is Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. If you missed the beginning of the show, you can listen to it in its entirety on iTunes afterwards, and also on demand on Red Velvet Media and um, the book is available on um, yogaandlove.com, and also um, your T-shirts. Let's talk about your T-shirts. When is that? When are those going to be available? Yeah, I, I'm probably in the next. Uh, uh, they can check in the next two three days. Uh, uh, if you if you go to my website, uh, I'll have a link uh, right next to the book and buying the T-shirt. You can buy as many as you want. Yeah, let me <laughs> see. Where's I'm on your website. It says home and about blog testimonials, book launch yes, and contact. T-shirts are not on yet. But oh, I, I can't wait. In the next, yeah, next 48 hours. Uh, wherever I go, I've just been uh, selling them in person, and they sell. Oh, like they're beautiful things. too. They just disappear. They're so cool. I saw them when um, I want. Oh, I also want to thank Tani really good. Well, for um, sending me to you. And recommending you, she's such a oh, she's an amazing person. What a great, what a great woman. Um, she she's, told she's me, just, isn't she beautiful? Right? She's got such yeah, a good she, heart. She's just, yeah, she's just so awesome. And uh, I, uh, I interviewed a lot of people, and Penny is one person mm-hmm. I just connected with uh, uh, instantly, and uh, I'm just honored to be working with her. She's, she's a powerhouse. A great, she is a powerhouse. Oh yeah, you bet. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> I told her, I said, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, because she sent me some images, right? And I saw you and your wife wearing these T-shirts with yoga and love, the logo. And I go, where can I get a T-shirt? Oh, my gosh, that's the best T-shirt in the whole world, I told her. And she goes, they're not out yet, but they're going to be out soon. So so, so ask Vish about them today on the show. So here I I am asking because I want to know. Oh, I would have sent you one with my book. I'll send you another one. Oh, I got the book. The book is great. I have, in fact, fact, I've had three people, three people since I've gotten this book, and Uh um, up here, and I've told them about it and shown them and let them look at it, and they wanted to take it and borrow it. And I said, no, Uh order it. (laughs) I know that they've gone and ordered the book and bought the book. So, um, one was one was actually up here at the Cinema Ashram, and then one was uh, my friend who has a yoga studio here in town, Community uh-huh. Yoga, and uh-huh. uh, another one was a person who does catering. Um, and we were what I was saying, oh yeah, yeah, about the food. I was amazed, and I knew this a little bit because I used to get um, I used to get treatments for getting rid of waste in my body and stuff like that, you know, and. Uh, right. I read the one part about where it says if you're a meat eater, you have six undigested meals in your intestines. Right. right. Yeah. Knew that. Um, I don't know how you feel about colonics, and I don't really want to get into that on the air, but I was I I um uh, I believe that they are the best thing you could do for your body besides natural stuff because it gets rid of all that junk that's in yes. your body and. I never felt better. My eyes got brighter. My skin looked different. Um, my stomach was always flat, but for some reason it just seemed like I felt lighter, 
you know? I just, you feel... Absolutely. It's like, wow, you know? <laughs> um, what do you recommend to somebody that's a meat eater that um, wants to maybe cut down on eating meat? I'm a salad person now, majorly, most of the time, salad and fish. Um, uh-huh. What about food? What would you recommend to somebody? Yeah, I think... Uh, it, it, See, the first thing is uh, not to take this thing too seriously. And, and, mm-hmm. and life is all about uh, experimenting to see what works for you. And that's mm-hmm. why even the yoga and love was given in the spirit of uh, experimentation. And that's how even yoga came about. I try out the stuff which has been uh, recommended. Uh, like uh, I recommend people, like if you've been eating meat, uh, try to cut it down to probably three days per week or uh, two days per week. And mm-hmm. experiment with yourself to see how you feel. And once you start feeling better, you know, hey, this is how good I can feel by mm-hmm. staying away from it for a little bit and then try to change more. And I know people who started with just one day without eating meat and they feel awesome and over time they just completely gave it up or not. That's, that's okay too. So it's just understanding what it can do for you in terms of energy and how uh, I, I know some people, uh, some people uh, it's like just through diet they found love. And I, like I talk about in the book. And it's all about building that energy, building that magnetism, and building that prana. Uh, and, mm-hmm. yeah, experiment. Uh, uh, try stuff around. But it's also very important to know that we need to get the, get the body, uh, uh, we need to get the, uh, rid of toxins in the body through uh, fasting. And that's vitally important through drinking a lot of water. Uh, through herbal laxatives and colonics is one particular, uh, one possible option. And it's uh, whether we eat meat or not, we need to cleanse. <laughs> That's for sure. I know we do. Totally. Yeah. Our body gets over oversaturated with so much junk and we don't realize um how yes. much we can damage ourselves um more so through habits of food and um other habits that we may have that we really need to stop and uh Yeah, and actually uh, there's a story I don't know really remember in the book I talk about uh, yeah. singles uh, 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 Braggs, uh, uh, yeah, you know, Braggs, yeah, yeah, yeah. About where he put this lady on in fasting uh, on water for uh, twelve, thirteen days, and she was a chain smoker, and how uh, the smoking habit went away, and because of the energy she she built because of that, uh, she attracted a man, and he knew that, and and I don't know whether you noticed that in the book when you read that, and I just yeah, I did. I, I, I was reading that, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and, and uh-huh. yeah, you know, you know who I have to get a copy of this book to, and we'll talk. Maybe I can um, have uh, get in touch with you afterwards. Um, Absolutely, please. I, yeah, yoga and love. This book would be great um, because he's so much part of the yoga community, and I know that he doesn't have a copy of it yet because I spoke to him, Russell Brandt. You know who Russell Brandt is, right? Of course. Yeah, he doesn't have your book yet. He doesn't have your book yet. Yes, yes, yes. He's part of a campaign that he did for um, uh, being sober Uh, and stuff. We will talk about that. Yeah, I definitely would love to get a copy of this to him. Yeah, He was just on Oprah. He was just on Oprah the other day. And you know what? You're the next one. We're going to get you on Oprah. Oh, that would be great, Holly, because 
Uh, see, the goal is, uh, like I said, 15 million people in the next two years, and I'm adamant about mm-hmm. that. And that's one of the reasons uh, I spent four and a half years writing this book. It's just, uh, 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 and it, this is my gift to uh, humanity, and and I want people to experience the same level of uh, authentic relationship I have with my wife, and everybody can have that. I'm just passionate about that. So, yeah, I mm-hmm. need all the help. I need everybody to uh, uh, talk about this book, and now you've read it. Just, yeah, would love, love your support, would love to uh, see how we can uh, take it further. Yeah, do you have um, plans on having children, you and your wife? Yeah, we are. The only reason we put away uh, put it away was just because of the book. But now the book is out. Yeah, we are, seriously. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. I wish you the best of luck with that. That's that. I can't imagine. I can only imagine how beautiful the life of this child will be. Um, <laughs> and you know, yes. the one message you'd really like to drive home to everyone, because I know we. I've had you on the radio for a while here. I'm so sorry I kept you on longer, but oh, it's no, just no. It's fascinating talking to you. I, I <laughs> love that story. The stories you told and the different things and the reality the not stories actually realities of life um with yoga and love what would you like everybody to really grasp onto and and what's the gist of it that you really want everyone to understand yes uh, it's only one thing it doesn't matter how many times you've failed in love or relationship Mm -hmm or where you are in your life. It doesn't matter. There is a Mm -hmm. conscious, thematic technique to find love. To find the greatest love you can ever experience, the greatest relationship you can ever experience, and there's a systematic way to attract that person, and that is Mm -hmm. yoga. Yeah. You know, when you said that to me, you know what came to my mind was, I think the best relationship and the best love we could ever have is just with ourselves. Absolutely, and that's isn't the, it? And that's the yes, absolutely, and and that's what I mean. See, this is just the intuitive way of saying yoga and love is all about. Like I always uh, define love. This is my humble definition of love. Love is an ecstatic oneness experience where there is forgetfulness of our lower self. Oh yeah. This is yeah. so all the love, all the relationship. You need to feel that inside first. Mm-hmm. And I, when you read the book, and the, it's all about working on yourself, right? It's all about you, the person. It is. Right? The entire and book this is not about the other person. Totally, <laughs> it's about you. Yeah, and <laughs> I agree with you. And this is not like a self-help book, guys. This is a book. It, like I said, I felt like when I was reading it, it was almost like a blueprint for my for my life. Like yes. I could read it, I could real I, I related to a lot of what you talked about, relationships, um, you know, and then the health, and then the super cool, really easy yoga techniques and meditation techniques that are in this book. Like I said, it takes five minutes. Like I said, you're going to spend five minutes going to Starbucks, ordering a drink and standing there like at least 15 minutes. You could have done the meditation or whatever three times already. And yes. just doing it, taking the initiative and caring enough about yourself to do it, right? Right. Exactly. Oh, you put it right. 
I couldn't say it better myself. Caring. No, totally. Yeah. That's what I got from your book. I I like I couldn't put the book down. I was up really late reading this book last night, and oh I my God. was like, no, I, I just it. I had to read it because once I started reading it, I was like, wow, wow, wow. And that one, that one um, affirmation that you read um, is uh, just struck me so deeply, you know. And I think that um, everyone is going to get something different out of this book. Um, yes. Somebody's going to see something different. It's like it's like when you watch a movie and you say, oh, I love that movie, and you watch it again and again and again. Each time you watch it, you see something different. Like for me, yes. it's so funny. There's this one movie I like to watch all the time, and it's called Under the Tuscan Sun. I don't know why. I just like the movie. I like the story. I like the whole thing about it. And I could see that movie about... 30 times and I see something different just like um, also Midnight in Paris that's another one you could see that movie 20 or 30 times and you see something different every time so for everyone that's going to read your book they're going to get something different out of it and the funny thing is I picked it when I read the book last night I got my messages and then when I picked it up today again before our show I saw something I didn't see last night so it's kind of like telling it's an endless tale, you know? <laughs> it oh, is. Wow. You you have no idea how happy it makes the author. It's just an oh, <laughs> I'm so happy you're happy because this book made me happy. It was such a yes. it was such a gift when I got it and I was so excited and I couldn't wait to read it. I started reading it in the car and because I picked it up at the um my mail and I opened it up and I'm starting to read it and I'm like and I stood for a half an hour in the parking lot reading the book oh my <laughs> in my car and I got home and I was just like um I went in my room and shut the door and I was just like okay I'm gonna read this book and I turned the phone off turned everything off you know and it was just like for me it was just like painting pictures in my head you know and remember and then relating to a lot of what you wrote um, yes. What was who? Who were your mentors growing up? Wh- really, who who really mentored you? Because I know you come from a pretty large, vast background. Right. Yeah. And uh, starting out, it was my dad. It was my mm-hmm. dad who was my uh, mentor, who taught me all the uh, the meditation techniques, who taught me. Wow. Uh, it's a cultural. Uh, uh, yeah, just like uh, you know, a Christian person would. Uh, have the initiation, the christening, right? The same way mm-hmm. we have in my lineage, we have our initiation, and then uh, it was a pretty big deal. Uh, but my dad initially was my mentor. But then as uh, uh, um, uh, as I started uh, uh, getting into my teens, I was uh, my spiritual teacher, uh, uh, Yogananda, Paramahansa Yogananda. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a follower yeah. of uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, uh, and... Yeah, just been uh, he's transformed my life, and and uh, he's the reason, uh, one of the reasons, been the key figure uh, in my, my writing, uh, Yoga and Love. That's so I, I amazing. Practiced, I practice, I practice Kriya Yoga. That's uh, I've been uh, practicing for many, many years. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Yogananda is my yeah, spiritual mentor. <laughs> so when you were younger, were you doing yoga growing up every day? Yeah, but not the not the not the hatha, not the physical yoga. Meditation right. meditation, pranayama. Meditation. And, and pranayama but, and mantra practice, yes. 
Wow. I, I could only just imagine what it would be like to grow up like that. I I just think that that's so beautiful because for me, for you it's something that it was how you were born and what life you were born into. But for me to be able to live 30 years and and be around that and and just grow up as a child around spiritual beings and, and, and being able to have time to meditate rather than running around with my friends or whatever and doing things, what a different balance of life you must have. That's really yeah. neat. And it was so nice because I did have all the experiences of a regular kid. I uh, know I played mm-hmm. around, did everything. But at the same time, I had the systematic practice. And uh, which is which is what really helped me uh, write this book as well. And it's mm-hmm. not really difficult to uh, to inculcate that. It's just uh, hey, just learning and uh, like you said, five minutes. <laughs> wow. Did you did you play sports or anything as a young child? Yes, I did. Yes, because yes. I know you're I into boxing. I, so what did you what did you play? Yeah, uh, you... In India, when I was when I was growing up, uh, I played this game called cricket, which is sort I of know the, cricket. Uh, I know cricket. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I played cricket. Uh, I was uh, I played for my school, and I played uh-huh. uh, club level cricket. I was uh, actually at one point I was uh, just like any kid. Do you think you want to be a pro, uh, pro cricketer? Wow. And, uh, until <laughs> yeah, yeah, I played pretty decent level until I was 13 years old. Um, so sports has mm-hmm. always been part of my uh, athletics. Running, I was a runner, a sprinter, and uh, yeah, just uh, uh, even now, it continues to this day. And, uh, I practice uh, mixed martial arts, uh, boxing. You do? Now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I know that about I, you. So do I. I take Japanese yeah. swordmanship. I take Japanese <laughs> swordmanship, um, sometimes Tai Chi. Um, but oh, wow. I, found, I found the Japanese swordmanship was really cool because it helped me um, on a spiritual realm really more or less center myself and be able to meditate because they 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 concentrate on breathing too putting right, your hand right. on your stomach and and realize right. and, and and trying right. to make the breathing technique come out right, right. right. so really right. for me the japanese swordsmanship which is called the aido is more of uh-huh. a um an art rather than actually battling someone i mean of course obviously i could defend myself really well but right. um you know i mean but it's really funny. You're going to laugh. I sleep with swords um, at the top of my bed. I have... Um, oh, my God. Uh, uh, let me think. Let me look. I'm looking. Um, I must have about 10 different swords, but they lay up, oh up against the wall. And we're not talking oh, wow. just like swords, like, you know, sharp swords. We're talking about I have a shanai, I have a bokan. You know, I mean, these are the oh things God. that you train with. So I was a fencer. I was a fencer when I was younger, so for oh me, and also, and also ballet. So, yeah. So martial arts. Which what type of martial arts um, do you like to do? Well, mine is just, I I work out in uh, MMA, mixed martial arts. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wow. So I just do boxing and yeah, boxing and kickboxing just to just to stay fit. Uh, it's been my this thing a dream to uh, get a black belt in karate or or uh, wushu or kung fu. But just just not being able to. Anyway, oh. I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be it's in the movies, intense. and I want to do. Yeah. I want to action movies as well. So that's that's the reason I keep with that. Well, you know, I, you know, my my first um, experience with martial arts was with David Carradine when I um, knew him, and we were friends. Oh wow! 
And um, he was just such a great man um, and talked about talked about how he loved martial arts, but it was funny when he made the movie Kill Bill, he says, I never knew what it was like. When they put that sword in my hand, I knew that that was what I was supposed to be doing. Oh, so wow. the, the sword was really something that really spoke to him. So I've read a lot of books and, um, and read and practiced and researched about swordmanship and different things. And there's so many different techniques. But the one that I personally um, like is Yaido, which is more of an art, like I said, and more of a control thing and more of a personal thing, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Kind of like Tai Chi is. Tai Chi is uh-huh. cool, too. Uh-huh. So yeah. the, the, what do you do? You, do you practice kendo? There's another one, kendo, right? That's a that's kendo a wooden sword, right? Kendo is cool. Kendo yeah. is cool. No, I didn't do kendo, but I did praying mantis, and that was okay. that was intense. Um, uh-huh. I couldn't do it for very much of a long time because it was more. I wanted to be more relaxed. I wanted to have more of a um, relaxing type of martial arts that still was mindset you know you have that me- mental stuff going on and you're practicing um, there's a lot into it because you're having to learn how moves and practice katas and um, learn the different moves that you want to make and um, and you can become really graceful through that believe it right. or not right. just right. like in and dancing and stuff you know belly dancing people doing belly dancing and 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 the different ballet and stuff like that. I think that's really what helped me. I think a lot was the that's, years that's that I practiced. That's amazing. Practiced. Yeah. That's amazing. You well, you. So you do too. <laughs> I think it's great. Boxing. Tell me about boxing for you. Yeah, it's uh. See, the, one of the reasons is because I um, I aspire to be the the first uh, lead Indian guy in Hollywood. Being wow. You know that, and uh, yeah, and uh, I work really hard, and and boxing uh, is I do it for fitness, and also at some point I hope to do an action film. That'd be uh, great. And, yeah, and I'm writing an action movie right now as well, actually. Uh, well, there you go. What are you currently working on? You didn't tell me about that. You're writing a movie. <laughs> Something yeah. else. That's great. What a great yeah. emotional oh, uh, outlet. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I'm working on like two or three uh, ideas uh, which have been uh-huh. percolating inside me for many years. Uh, and because one of my other things, uh, like you know, uh, before I st- uh, sort of put my acting career on hold, I wrote the book. I've been mm-hmm. one of my uh, is to bring in great content into Hollywood. That's been one of my passions. And I look at myself as a content guy through media. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I am working on uh, uh, sort of the Origin of Martial Arts. That's mm-hmm. one movie I'm seriously, seriously thinking about. People don't know that uh, both uh, uh, two great discoveries of the world were started in uh, southern India, uh, actually my town, uh, very close to where I'm, where I'm from, by one man. Uh, one is Zen Buddhism. The other one is uh, Shaolin Kung Fu. Yeah, Shaolin is and, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to? Have you ever been to a Shaolin temple? Have you ever been to one? 
No, I've never been. No, no. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh man. Uh-huh. Totally. Wow. Yep. Have you have you been? Have you been? Yeah. I have. I have. And there are a lot of temples, believe it or not. Um, You're in L.A., right? You're in the South um, or Southern California. In Oregon, there are a couple really cool temples um, that you could actually go to. And I know Uh that. um, Have you spent much time at the Self-Realization Center there in your area? Yeah. Yeah, That's a cool place. I I love that place. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you're in your Pacific Palisades, yeah. So that's a really cool. Have you been also up to the Sierra Retreat? Uh, no, I've been to. Uh, no, I've not been to that retreat. No. That's by the Malibu Fish Market there on PCH, right before there, on the uh-huh. right hand side. Like uh-huh. as you're going into uh, as you're going into the Malibu oh, the and you're going right. towards Zuma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's on yeah, the right hand yeah, side there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah see, yeah, I, I know that, that area because I. Lived on the beach for 19 years. I used to surf every morning. So, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live pretty close to there, actually. I used to until, until last week. We just moved after a year and a half. Really? <laughs> we, yeah, we, well, we moved inside LA. We are, we are more close to Hollywood now because all the oh, movie good things for you. happening. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, I, want, I, I think you're going to do really great with your movies. I think you're a really good personality for that. And can't wait to see the next book that's coming out and again today i've had vish Iyer on with his new book yoga and love and if you missed any of this interview you can listen to it again on itunes and afterwards on demand on red velvet media blog talk radio um i know that you've spent a lot of time with me today and i want to thank you so very much for for spending that time with me today and with our audience. I'm looking at um, the chat room, and I'm looking also at how many people are listening live, and there are quite a few people listening live. So I want to say to everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, and make sure to tune in Friday. I'm going to have another book author, but this is totally different. This is um, uh, William R. Fortune, um, he is on the New York Times. He's a New York Times bestseller with his new book, Pillar to the Sky. It's about. Um, it's actually like a fiction movie, um, book. Um, it's about uh, solar energy and um, power and stuff like that. So that's going to be kind of cool. And next week uh, um, is going to be a really good week too. So we've got a lot of really good shows, and I definitely want to have you back on because um, we should. You know, keep in touch. I will make sure to get in touch with you about getting some um, information over to you about people that I think would be yeah really good people yeah. for you to get the book to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We should. We should uh, maybe get together with Tanya and talk about this. And, uh, yeah. And first of all, I want to say cool. that this has been a most enjoyable interview, uh, Holly, and Aww. I don't think I've ever met an interviewer who's read my book overnight. That's just a record. <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's just, uh, I'm just so pleased. You have no idea how happy that makes me as an author. Oh. Um, uh, I'm really grateful that uh, you would have me and uh, sh- help me share my share my message, and that's what it's for. Thank you. Really, really appreciate uh, uh, everything you are. Well, you're you very are welcome. Everything you do. And, yeah. It's and, and, uh, been and, really fun to have you on the show. Because <laughs> we talked a lot about things that I think are really important to to people that maybe not be able to tune into that. There might be somebody in the Midwest that 
doesn't know very much about yoga and now you know a little bit more and you can get this really fantastic book on Amazon. And um, again, the website to go to would be yoga, Y-O-G-A and A-N-D-L-O-V-E dot com. And if anyone wants to reach you, how would they go about reaching you, Vish? Yeah, there is a contact form. If they go to the website, uh, there is a menu which says contact. And there's, a, okay. and there's also my email, uh, personal email uh, in there, and that's how all my coaching clients reach me as well. I do one-on-one coaching, and I also do workshops, awesome. and I speak. Uh, so you do do that. Has- that's what I was going to ask. If, you, if anyone yes. called you up and wanted to have a personal session with you and talk with you and maybe do that, you are available for that. That's great. Absolutely. Good, good, and, good. Uh, and that's one. Yeah, yeah. People call me all the time uh, from all over the world, actually, and I do one-on-ones, and uh, and I also uh, coach uh, some celebrities whom I can't talk about. But (laughs) so, uh, yeah, uh, all thoughts. Yes, please call me if you have an issue, relationship, anything. uh, Please call. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you and I are going to be talking, and I want to. I actually even want to ask you for some food recipes too, because I love to cook. Absolutely. We, we would I miss my food. I miss yes, my food from you. India and from everywhere. Yes, I'll, um, my, yeah. I'll get my wife to send you some. We will uh, definitely oh, yeah. send you an email. I'll trade with her. I know how to cook Moroccan yeah. food really well. I'll give her awesome. some Moroccan food recipes. Yeah. Awesome. Sure. Where are you based now? Are you based in Oregon? or? I am in Sonoma. Wine country. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Wine country. Perfect. Yeah. That's what I see. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that. Oh, God's that's what country. Dakota. Okay. God's country. Yes. It's you should, you should visit us in L.A. You should visit I, us in L.A. You know, I'm actually, I'm actually going to be there permanently very soon. Oh, awesome. Awesome. How soon? Yes. So, uh, um, very soon. Not soon enough. I'm manifesting okay, it in my head right now. I awesome. definitely, awesome. I love, I love, um, I love certain areas down there. There are certain areas I'm really partial to. Um, I have to be by the water. That's the one thing. I just have to be by the water. The water is just very good for centering me. And, um, you know, it's just like so staticky in certain areas. But I know that you raise your vibrational level probably a lot when you're involved in a lot of these different situations like with filming and stuff like that. That must be really interesting for you. I'm 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 in total awe. And you and I definitely are going to be speaking again. Yes. Um I'm yeah, let's uh, I'm all for it. Let's uh, because yeah. I'm really intrigued by all the foundations you're involved in and yeah. it's just how much can you do? That's amazing. Oh, the Global all Love these, Foundation. Uh, you would yes. be perfect for the Global Love Foundation. Global Love Day is coming up on May first, yes. and we yes, do we're doing yeah yeah. I want to be involved in everything, uh, Holly, because like I said, I want to just stand on top of the Everest and just just shout about my message and really awesome. really passionate about it. And anything you want me to be involved, please let me know. We, we'll set up a time. I will. We'll talk. Absolutely. Yeah. With right, that, I am going to say to you to have a beautiful afternoon. And uh, and your wife, you and your wife have some time, and I want to thank you again so much for being here today. And if you can, guys, go out and get this book. Um, is it available in the bookstores yet? Is it available in bookstores? Uh, no, uh, not yet. No, not yet. It'll okay. Be soon because I'm I just uh, signing just some distribution deals with. Uh, awesome. Uh, some, yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty soon, but. 
And the T-shirts are coming soon, guys. The T-shirts yes. are important because they're I'm, really cool. Yes, so thank you yes. so much, Vish, for being here today. And we're going to end with a really cool song, another song that you wanted me to play. Um, how did you, and it's called Mystic Stream. Um, how did you choose this song? Yeah, again, uh, during the writing years, uh, there were certain songs which got me in, into a certain state of creativity, and this was one of them. Well, we're going to play it for everyone. So yes, everyone thank have you. a beautiful day, and Vish, thank you so much for being here today. <laughs> thank you so much, Holly. All right. Much love your Bye. way. And here you guys go. Yes, thank you. And I'll see everyone on Friday. All right. Bye.